Recording in progress. Woo! <laughs> we have done the bare minimum. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Worth Watching Once, a podcast where we review Netflix original films and ask the ultimate question, were they worth watching once? I'm Thais, and that's perplexed to be here, Brady. (laughs) Now I'm perplexed. (laughs) And today (laughs) we are covering the most anticipated movie of the first quarter of the year. The Adam Project. Ba, ba, ba. You don't agree? <laughs> uh, I I just found out it existed a few days ago, so I can't say that I was anticipating anything. I think I I think what started it was it was right before um, the Super Bowl. Some people were already talking. Like I saw some hubbub about it in the interwebs and then right after the super bowl was when netflix had released that teaser with like all their movies coming in but they were like breaking the fourth wall like Mm, yeah that was cool and adam project was one of them and so when that came out i had already known that there was going to be a ryan reynolds movie coming to netflix i had no idea what it was about and even with the teaser i didn't understand what the movie was about and at no point did I actually look up a synopsis or anything. So again, I went into this movie blind. Classic. Oh, it was amazing to go in blind because I, I didn't know what to expect. And it was like everything that happened. Oh, OK, we need to get into it. But what's this movie about, Brady? <laughs> yeah, let's get to it. Well, it's a 2022 action adventure sci fi comedy directed by Sean Levy that it runs an hour and 46 minutes. The premise After accidentally crash landing in 2022, time traveling fighter pilot Adam Reed teams up with his 12 year old self on a mission to save the future. IMDb, it's a 6.8 as of now. (laughs) I know when I watched it it was a 6.9. It's gone down a. uh, Oh, interesting. Yeah, we need to talk about why. Rotten Tomatoes is a 68% from the critics and a 79% from the audience. The critic consensus, you've seen Ryan Reynolds do this sort of thing before, but the Adam <laughs> Project offers slickly entertaining and occasionally even moving sci-fi action. Mm. Okay, I like that. Let's talk about the director, Sean Levy, mm. who directed it. He, Sean Levy is an interesting dude. He has an Oscar nomination for Best Picture for producing one of my all-time favorite movies, <gasps> Arrival. Nice. Love, love that movie. Coincidentally, rewatched it yesterday. Oh. Not knowing Sean Levy was involved at all. <laughs> um, he has a ton of production credits, but let's focus on his directing credits. I think you know, folks our age uh, and thereabouts will love that he directed episodes of The Secret World of Alex Mack, Animorphs, Lassie, the famous Jet Jackson, including the the famous Jet Jackson movie. And then in the 2000s, he focused on a slew of like pop comedy movies, uh, Big Fat Liar, Just Married, Cheaper by the Dozen, The Pink Panther, Night at the Museum, and all its sequels. Since then, he's directed a bunch of episodes of Stranger Things. And just this past fall, he released his other Ryan Reynolds collaboration, Free Guy, which was very well received. I saw in theaters, thought it was very good. Uh, so this guy's been doing it for a long time, has a lot of experience. And it's not his first Netflix original. Well, OK, he directed this one, right? So he's produced other Netflix original movies. Makes sense. Yeah, he's yeah, he's produced so many movies, which is interesting because uh, one of which is there's someone inside your home. Uh, sorry, someone inside your house that came out in 2021. It's a, a scary movie. uh you know, hacking, slashing teenagers, that kind of thing. You know, my favorite thing to watch when I'm feeling depressed. And it sucked. Like I when I started watching the movie, I was like, oh, my God, I hope that we get to cover this on the pod. And it was so bad that I didn't even I didn't even text you about it. You didn't even know I watched it. That's how bad it was. I think I started it and I shut it off. Yeah. A few minutes in. I think I just made the quick judgment like this isn't going to be worth watching. 
it was it was atrocious yeah that's too bad <laughs> yeah let's talk about the a- actors because this movie has a stacked cast we got mm-hmm. ryan reynolds he played big adam ryan reynolds needs no introduction really he's van wilder in deadpool he's also on the proposal He's in another Netflix original called Six Underground. I think this is his second Netflix original. Oh, no, third. Oh, no. He did Red Notice. Yep. Mark Ruffalo plays Lewis Reed. Of course, he's Bruce Banner. He's known for <laughs> Shutter Island, Spotlight, Foxcatcher. The kids are all right. So many movies. 13 so, yeah. going on 30. Mm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to bring it up. Speaking of, <laughs> Jennifer Garner plays Ellie Reed, his wife in the movie. And Adam's mother, of course, known for 13 going on 30. Uh, people forget that, but the TV show Alias. Alias was so, so big back oh, yeah. in like the early and mid 2000s. Uh, and she was just an absolute superstar from that. Also was in Daredevil. And well, I was she- going to say Electra. <laughs> Electra, <laughs> yeah. The Daredevil spinoff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Best forgotten, I suppose. <laughs> we have Zoe Saldana. As Laura, here's a fun fact about Zoe. She is the second highest grossing actress of all time after Scarlett Johansson. Another Ryan Reynolds connection, Ryan Reynolds' ex-wife. Zoe was in Avatar, Guardians of the Galaxy, and related Marvel movies, uh, Star Trek and its sequels. Dude, no wonder she's second. That's like mad franchises. Mm. She's probably going to shoot up that list because she get like the Avatar sequels coming out. Anyway, Columbiana. A lot, lot of movies. Um, we also have Catherine Keener. She played Maya Sorian, the bad guy in the movie. Uh, she's a classic on the 90s indie movie scene. I'm a big Catherine Keener fan. I like. I recognize her from being John Malkovich, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, Capote. Mm-hmm. That's Get the out. first movie I think of her in. I also really liked her in, um, was it called Cyberbully? Oh, no, it's called Trust. Never mind. It's about a cyberbully. The movie's called Trust. Trust. Trust underscore. <laughs> right. No doubt. No doubt. From 2010. I really liked her in that movie as well. And then finally, we have Walker Scobell played young Adam. And the Adam Project is his first credited role. Has never been in anything else. He's currently filming Secret Headquarters. So we'll shout out that because he's in the midst of filming that. Keep an eye out for that in the next few years. I know nothing else about it except it's on his IMDb page. But this is his only movie that he's been credited with. And that's the cast. A lot of big names in there. Yeah. And as is tradition, there's one other actor. No, I no <laughs> you're messing with me. You're actually messing with me this time. Well, not yes and no. There is one kid in the movie, uh, Braxton Yurkin. I don't know if the B is silent or not. You don't know if the B in Braxton is silent? No, no, sorry. And his last Braxton? name. No. <laughs> His last name. It's- it says Braxton, but I believe it's pronounced Raxton. Oh my goodness. In his last name, it's B J E R K E N. So it's not Bajerkin, right? I, I'm sure it's like Raxton Bajerkin. <laughs> Anyways, he plays uh, the bully in this movie. And the only reason why I wanted to bring him up is because he was, he's not a stranger to Netflix. Because he starred, not starred, but he was in. <laughs> he wasn't the main character is what I'm trying to say, but he was in Thunder Force, Netflix original, which listeners let us know if you would like us to cover Thunder Force. Is that a movie? Yeah. What? Is that a movie? Are you kidding me? Thunder Force? Yeah. Did I say oh, it Oh, is that the um, Melissa McCarthy? Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Clearly. Is that a movie? Was he also in that for five seconds? <laughs> yes. Okay. Listen, oh, this I'm podcast we, is I'm called glad we got him in there too. <laughs> worth blank once, right? So he is worth mentioning once. <laughs> that is very questionable. <laughs> worth forgetting once. <laughs> All right. Re- real quick before I, I, we have some things to talk about with this. <laughs> uh, but real quick, I just want to give some movie background so people know what the movie's about generally. So you've got Adam, this time pilot, Mm. I guess, for lack of a better description, who pulses his way from like 2050 back Mm. to 2022. 
Yes. And encounters his 12 year old self living with his widowed mother. And they have to work together to stop the evil queen of time (laughs) played by Catherine Keener. Again, for lack of a better term. Uh, by keep by by trying to prevent time travel from ever being invented, would you say that's a fair summary? I mean, I would say that you just hit like a bunch of spoilers, but yes, that is a fair. Spoiler. That's like from the ju- that's the whole point of the movie. That's the I didn't spoil anything. Well, that's you're like they- spoiling who the villain is and that they're trying to get rid of time travel because you don't know that until like the end of the movie. Okay, that is, I think that's a scorching hot take. I think it's like, she like she speaks if, in the first scene. In the first scene, you hear her voice being like, I'm going to kill you. Right, but like, if you don't know who that actress is. Okay, okay. Okay. Fair, if you don't know who, who Catherine Keener is. Okay. Right, because then like, as the movie progresses, like, they're surprised that it's her. And I thought that that was meant for the audience to also be surprised. You know what I mean? Okay. And then like the only solution to a messy time travel movie is to get rid of time travel like completely. But like we don't know the solution until at the so like the first half of the movie, they're still trying to like figure it all out. And then like second act, they're like, you know what? Maybe we should just get rid of it altogether. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like that shouldn't have been in your synopsis because that's I swear to God, the first their first scene together in the house, he's like, we have to. Okay, maybe not. No. Well, okay. So we've decided that this episode is a spoiler episode. (laughs) So listeners, this movie is about time travel and we will be discussing the beginning, middle and end. (laughs) If you do not like spoilers, go watch the movie and come back. (laughs) If you want to hear our take before jumping in the movie. Spoiler alert. Is that fair? I feel like that's fair. It is. It is fair. It is fair. Okay. So to answer your question, yes. In the beginning of the movie, his whole goal was to figure out what happened to his wife. That's why he was jumping back in time. That was the first mystery. He was getting attacked in the first scene. He was getting attacked, but like they play that off as like the future is a war zone. Okay. And then so he jumps back in time, jumps back to the wrong time meets his younger self and has to explain to younger self why he is there. Right. Yeah. So then the kid's like, why are you here? (laughs) And he's like, well, you know, someone very near and dear to me, like jump through time. But for some reason, she missed her like jump back. And like, remember, that was like a whole like character thing about the wife. It's like she always gets her, you know, jumps correctly or however they they pronounce it. Yeah. Right. So he was like, so something went wrong because she never misses like she never fucks up. So She's stuck somewhere in 2018 and I tried to jump back to get her. But for some reason, I landed in 2022. And then we find out that he landed in 2022 because his wife is in 2022. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is honestly my explanation to why he landed in 2022. Because okay. it, it made it seem like so she got back in 2018, wasn't able to jump forward. So then she just remained in this timeline for 19 20 21 four years <laughs> like that visual <laughs> yeah. it's like watching an abacus <laughs> so she remained you know in this timeline for like four years until her husband jumped back so that she could explain to him the whole reason why she even jumped back to begin with yeah and but then, if he had gone back to any time she would have been there well she went back to what 2018 yeah you could have gone back to 2019 she'd be there or 2020 or 2021. Right. So who knows why it was 2022 that he jumped back? I guess that's the one question that we don't have answered. Why specifically 2022? I don't know if that's the only question we don't have answered. <laughs> oh, no, Brady, wait a second. OK, before we, we get more into this, I have to pause and ask, are you a fan of sci-fi? Yeah, I love sci-fi. I just, okay. Arrival is one of my favorite movies of all time. Right. Love Arrival. That. Love Interstellar. Two okay. movies that deal with temporal paradoxes not necessarily time travel mm-hmm. per se but yeah. temp- temporal paradoxes just like this movie is okay those I movies should, yeah. i would say made sense but mm-hmm. and second question are you a rhino r- rhino <laughs> a rhino i know what you're gonna say Reynolds. believe it or not 
I know you're going to ask me if I'm a Ryan Reynolds fan. I I can predict that. Um, we have we have to talk about this. This is this is tough. This mm-hmm. is tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I'm a Ryan Reynolds fan, but am I? <laughs> I, I don't know about Ryan Reynolds. Almost every character he plays, it's like, okay, Ryan, your character is Adam Reed, but if it, it's Adam Reed, if Adam Reed were Ryan Reynolds, like every character he plays, it's like, okay, be this character, but make it Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> right. He plays the same character. <laughs> I, I think, he, like, I, th- I honestly, this is a hot take, I think, but I think he's a decent actor. He's not the most dynamic actor, mm-hmm. but he's been good, I think, at showing a range of emotions. Yeah. Like he has this way of expressing, expressing how he feels through his eyes. And it's not just always the, you know, wisecracking, sardonic or sarcastic Ryan Reynolds, like mm-hmm. the charismatic but charming, sarcastic dude. He has that range of emotions. But unfortunately, whether it's him or studios or directors, he's always just like that guy, the like classic Ryan Reynolds archetype as like a character. And I'm just like, I'm kind of over it because mm-hmm. I I like Ryan Reynolds. Like uh, Van Wilder was the first time I saw him. That was 20 years ago. And I mm-hmm. like loves the character. I thought he was like perfect for it. Obviously, that was like the original Ryan Reynolds as Ryan Reynolds character. And he was very similar in Just Friends, which I oh, also love. I and such a funny, funny movie. Um, and you know, he's like Deadpool is mm-hmm. like he was made to play that version of Deadpool, like or- not the like 2009 version, right. but like, you know, what he's the new franchise. So like when I saw Red Notice, The Rock is kind of the same way. Like The <laughs> Rock is the most like cultivated curated persona maybe in the history of hollywood he is just like so manicured as a persona and he plays like i was reading something about him in like a movie he was in rampage the one with the like big ape i didn't see it but i know the cover i know the big apes and i think it originally like the ape was supposed to die at the end and they they read the script his team read the script was like no that's gonna make people sad want people to leave the rock movies like feeling mm-hmm. happy so like he he's like made this manicured persona on screen and in real life that's like okay when you're watching a movie it's not whatever character it's the rock mm-hmm. so like when i saw red notice i was like okay this is the rock playing the rock and ryan, and ryan reynolds, reynolds play ryan playing reynolds, ryan reynolds. <laughs> and it just like drove me nuts i'm just like i'm so i want to see these guys like do something else i want to mm-hmm. see the rock as the scorpion king which is like kind of a great movie, mm-hmm. like looking back, you know, very perfect for that time. But like he played an original character. He's not being the rock necessarily in that movie. And like Ryan Reynolds is just like been playing Ryan Reynolds in <laughs> Free Guy, which was also directed by the same guy, Sean Levy. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a toned down, like a little bit of a different version of Ryan Reynolds, which mm-hmm. I found really refreshing and enjoyable. But that's not usually what he's what he's doing so that's a really long answer to am i a fan of ryan reynolds like i i am because i'm kind of going for bat to bat for him here and like defending him so i do but like i just i wish he wasn't always like typecast or like forced to morph his persona onto the character he's playing yeah and this movie like kind of leaned heavily into that like Mm -hmm. this was like this would have been a completely different movie with some other guy, and so it was just like, "Hey, Ryan Reynolds, you're now a time pilot." <laughs> okay, so let's say this movie. Not I. I'm. I kind of like this idea. How different would this movie have been if Mark Wahlberg <laughs> was the time pilot? <laughs> right. I. Mark Wahlberg's another guy that kind of plays <laughs> a very similar characters all the time. <laughs> But it would have been, you know, different ish. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole, that's an, an amazing choice, Thais, because it, it would have been just, you know, all right, Mark Wahlberg, you're a time pilot. Like Adam Reed is Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I want to like give you another one, which is also kind of funny because this guy, but like back in 2012, this movie was supposed to be made and Tom Cruise was attached. And Tom Cruise, another guy who like, 
you know, I think earlier in his career, like way more dynamic. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Some of the roles, like Interview with a Vampire and uh, Born on the Fourth of July and stuff like that, like super dynamic roles. Now he's just kind of like, all right, I'm going to do my own stunts and be the action guy. And it's like amazing to watch. I love the Mission Impossible movies. Like this movie would end comically <laughs> different with him <laughs> at the helm. But like he's still kind of in that same box of always you know, it's like him and like uh, Vince Vaughn, like always kind of plays the same guy and like, um, you know, Sylvester Stallone. You know, these guys are just like in boxes where they just kind of play themselves on screen in some way. So it would have been different with any one of those guys, but it's just, you know, different in that it caters to their persona rather than the Ryan Reynolds persona mm-hmm. and the kid they would have. Dude, the second this kid opened his mouth, oh, maybe even before, my God, I was like, "That's young Ryan Reynolds." Yes, absolutely. Like even when he like ran into like the first thing he did, I was like, "That's young Ryan Reynolds." <laughs> like he's been in nothing before because they were like, "We don't want an actor; we just need someone who is young Ryan Reynolds and can mm-hmm. like mimic him." And that's exactly what I mean. The kid did a great job. I knew right away what it was. I don't know what twelve-year-old like talks like Ryan Reynolds, but whatever. Yeah. So apparently, you know, they it, uh, interviewed. Is that the right word? <laughs> Did someone right. ask him questions? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, oh, my God, what is it called? Like when they're like they're searching for talent. <laughs> casting? Yeah. But like they might have done open auditions. There we go. Open audition. casting call. That's the word. Yeah. So they auditioned like hundreds of kids. Yeah. And so what they probably did was they did like a casting call. So they put out like, hey, you know, we're looking for this, like, you know, 10 to 12, whatever, this eye, this bill, this hair color, eyes, whatever. And then a bunch of people showed up and they whittle it down and then they have auditions. And right. Like, Thank you for mansplaining to, to me what it meant. I just couldn't remember the word. Please cut that. <laughs> that wasn't for your benefit, Thais. That was for people <laughs> listening who might not understand the process. Goodness. Exactly. Yeah, that's what they did. Thank you, Brady, for telling me that. <laughs> I know you know that. It's not just us talking to each other. You are listening. <laughs> might be like, oh, uh, I wonder what that is. Right. So auditioning kids, as Brady explained <laughs> in, in great detail. <laughs> so they auditioned, you know, hundreds of kids and Walker stood out to them, obviously because like he's got the Ryan Reynolds like cadence down, right? He sounds like him. He kind of looks like him. Like, but what's more incredible is that after giving him the role, they found out that he is a huge Deadpool fan. He has the movies memorized, like from beginning to end and end to the beginning. Like you can ask him like, oh, like what happened, you know, like in the middle of the movie and he'll just start off a line and can just like monologue it for like the rest of the, the movie. Um, and it's kind of great if you go into Ryan Reynolds' Instagram page, he posted a video of Walker just monologuing one of the scenes. And it was just kind of like, Ryan Reynolds in the front seat and the kids like sit in the back and he's like, all right, Deadpool 2, go. And the kid's like, all right, motherfucker, listen up. And he like goes into like the whole scene and it's so adorable to watch, but also like concerning because you're like, you probably shouldn't be saying all those words, but um, he's just, so adorable. And it's so crazy to think, like, imagine being him and being such a huge fan of Ryan Reynolds and then being cast to play him. I just hope now because so, OK, watching this movie, I was thinking, is this just a big ad for Deadpool three? <laughs> like, is this how they're trying to get people like psyched for the next movie? And if so, I really want this kid to be in it because there were so many like Easter eggs from like a lot of other movies, but also from like Deadpool in this movie. And so I was like, okay, like maybe now that they really love this kid, it's the same director. Like maybe they'll have him in the new debt. Like, can you imagine this kid's dreams just like come true? And like, he was interviewed later on Brady interviewed and, (laughs) and he told uh, the interviewer, (laughs) you know, the person asking questions that he hopes that this is like his big break and that he can continue acting forever and ever. And I just find that so sweet and adorable. And I think he's only 13, but the mouth on this kid, like I imagine him being like that in real life, just being 
like super loud and adorable. <laughs> but also Ryan Reynolds wrote this kid's lines, right? Like there's no doubt about it. <laughs> like, do you think that this director knows Ryan Reynolds so well that he wrote the lines or he's like, here, ad lib as if you were 13. And then Ryan Reynolds is like, this is how I would have a conversation with myself. And then <laughs> he's like, here you go, kid, like yourself number two. <laughs> I, I think there were like four writers credit on the movie. I don't know if Ryan Reynolds is well, one of four, them. Yeah, that's for like, you know, Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> 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 like, I wonder if they have like a dialogue set up. They're like, OK, this is, you know, man speaking to younger self. And then they're like, all right, Ryan, do your thing. And he's like, hey, buddy, like, fuck you. And the kid's like, yeah, fuck you, too, old man. They're like, great. Now we got the Ryan Reynolds like. <laughs> That that's my Ryan Reynolds impersonation, by the way. Uh, that sounds like how the movie was written. <laughs> so I didn't know that this movie was a time travel movie. So to me, it was a big surprise of, you know, opening in like 2050 and then him like flying back to 2022. I was like, oh, it's a time travel movie. And then I was like, oh, wait, is he supposed to like play his future self? And then the kid comes up and I'm like, holy shit, I'm so excited. So like to me, I was thrilled. <laughs> I didn't know that any of this was happening. And then the moment the two of them got on the screen together and their little banter started, I was just so happy. Like I wasn't expecting to be this happy. I didn't think it was going to be such a like a funny movie. It it made me feel, yeah, it was like Deadpool-esque, but like the action and comedy duo, uh, yeah, like the, the the balance between the two reminded me of, yeah, just Marvel. Like how... You know, you know, like if you're going to go see uh, I almost said Justice League <laughs> when you're going to go see an Avengers movie like, yeah, it's going to be action packed. But you know that there's going to be like a lot of comedic moments. So I was excited to see that this movie was going to be action packed and also funny. But what I was really surprised by, and I'm glad that you brought it up, too, is how heartwarming this film was. Like I I cried. <laughs> there were tears down my cheeks during this movie and you said it Ryan Reynolds did an amazing job showing emotion through his eyes and that's what got me there's this beautiful scene where he's talking him as his older self is talking to his mom in the past mom doesn't know that he's her son and you know she's she's had a rough day they're at a bar not together but he's at the bar before she walks in and she's, you know, venting to the bartender about she's like, oh, you know, my kid, like, it's just rough. Like my husband died. Like he's definitely going through it. It's it's tough. And Ryan Reynolds, like without even being able to like contain himself is like, but aren't you also struggling? Aren't you hurting? And she's like, I'm sorry, do I know you? <laughs> and he's like, you know, I'm sure you're like, you know, a strong woman and, and whatnot. But if you keep acting that way, like the kid's going to believe you and then he's not going to know to like stop treating you like a piece of shit he's definitely wording it much better than I am <laughs> but she's like you must have had like a great mom and he's like I had the best mom and the moment he says that you just see it like a twinkle in his eye like I, oh my I was bawling I was like this is the most heartfelt moment in like cinematic history in the past week that I've experienced <laughs> It was just so much. I could not contain myself. It was so beautiful. I want to talk about that scene. <laughs> not <sighs> shit on my parade. That was the sweetest I would never. Scene. That was your take on the scene. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I love it. I respect it. I think that's awesome. I but... did not have the same take. <gasps> wow. First of all. You weren't crying? <laughs> no. Oh. Why? Why <gasps> did he go to the bar? So he just got, he just got like shot. And he's back in the past and he's, he's at a bar. Like when did that all of a sudden he was just at the bar. There was no like, Hey, I need a drink. And like, I'm going to go to the bar Mm -hmm. from this cabin. That's in the middle of the deep woods. Uh, Okay. And then all of a sudden after inexplicably going to that bar, his mother walks in of all the bars. She just walks into this bar. It seemed so it's like one of the most contrived scenes I've seen in a movie in a long time. And <laughs> and here's my guess. You know, a movie gets made and there are well, like four or five hours of footage. They put together the first cut and there, there's yep. a lot and they have to whittle it down. And 
Directors sometimes have to make really, really tough decisions about what to keep and what to cut. And I'm guessing this is one scene where the director was just like, I don't have the heart to cut this because Jennifer Garner was so, so good in that scene. Uh, great in that scene, really. And Ryan Reynolds was, was very good in it. And probably the best emotion that he shows all movie. <laughs> the scene did not fit into the film at all. It made no sense. It was contrived, but it had an emotional impact. Sure. But it made no sense where it was. And I was like, this is so dumb. That was my take on that scene. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This would be a good time to tell you. I did not like this movie. I did not like this movie, which I don't have. I won't talk about now. I can save it for the end, but I just, you know, you might recognize things are kind of going in that direction. Oh, I need a moment of silence. For <laughs> I wasn't sure when to break it to you. It just seemed like a natural time to tell you. Does this mean we're over? Are we done? I don't think so. Why would we be done? Can we can we overcome this? I, I, yeah, I think easily. I think we need I think we need some time apart. You thought the movie was that good? I liked it. Yeah, you liked it. That's fine. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's, it's a fine movie. Definitely it's, worth it's watching. Watchable. Once. I would even say like worth watching twice. Like you know, it's. I did watch it twice. And wow! And even the second time through, the second time through, like solidify your hate for it, or like no, not hate. No, 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 no hate. No hate. No, it's love it or hate. Solidified everything. There's no in between that I thought about it the first time. Damn. That it's like. Or it's Ryan Reynolds playing Ryan Reynolds. And then, oh, let's add in a mini Ryan Reynolds to like really, <laughs> really make it too much. And then let's put in random, like, why is he at the bar? Why did he just go to the bar in the middle of this saving his wife mission where people are chasing him? He's getting shot at. What? He's not allowed to have downtime while trying to save his wife. <laughs> Dude, there's probably beer in the house. Grab a beer. He's going to sit down at a <laughs> yeah, bar. But it's a he, crazy thing to do. He left. He went to the Pine Ridge Motel, by the way, which is a nod to Back to the Back Future. Back to the Future. Uh, when I saw that, because it was like so beautifully placed in the middle. And by beautifully, I mean like obnoxiously placed, like dead right, center. Right, yeah. <laughs> I was it's like, like, look, we, we have Easter it. eggs. Yeah. <laughs> but I think. I guess I took all of the Ryan Reynolds, the extra Ryan Reynolds, the the obnoxious Easter eggs, uh, you know, this a very difficult concept to wrap your head around and then easily just erasing it because like, how else are you going to explain it? I took all of that as part of the comedy, I guess it wasn't supposed to be a serious movie. Like I, I thought this oh, was yeah, supposed yeah, to just sure. be like a fun like it's it's making not making fun of time travel movies. It, it was like, here's a nostalgic thing that we all love, you know, Back to the Future, E.T., Goonies, like that kind of feel, you know, like somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, you feel like everything's kind of creepy, but beautiful at the same time. And we're just going to like make it super funny, easy to follow, like, and you like when you see that it's Ryan Reynolds, like, you know what you're getting yourself into. So I guess that's why I was asking, like, if you're a fan of him, because I feel like. And that's going to come into my conclusion, too. If you're a fan of Ryan Reynolds, you're going to love this movie because there's a mini him. And like, who doesn't love a mini version of something that you already like? If you're not a fan of Ryan Reynolds, yeah, this movie, you probably wouldn't enjoy it because it's got him just dripping on everything. <laughs> if you're a fan of sci-fi and you like time travel, this probably wouldn't be a good movie either because like they don't reinvent the wheel. You know, it's everything that we've already experienced before. But if you go into it as like, it's a fun movie. <laughs> like afternoon, night, I don't know. Like I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. I guess this is where I'm coming from. And I typically really like Ryan Reynolds movies, except Free Guy, I fell asleep. <laughs> I like started. Oh, so it, interesting. Right? Yeah. I thought you, Free Guy was like the most watchable Ryan Reynolds movie in a long time. Oh, man, I was so bored. Even I though like, like the first 20 minutes, I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. Well, By the it, end, I was like, that was that was a good movie. Well, here's my thing. I, you know, <laughs> I was very high as well, but I'm watching it from the beginning. Right. And I fell asleep and I woke up to the last 10 minutes of the movie and I felt like I didn't sleep at all. 
it had not changed from the beginning to the end. It was just like a dumb love story, which I think that's why I wasn't into it because I wanted it to be more like a video game story than like a a rom-com. And it turned into this rom-com and I was so not in the mood for it. It was so much a video game movie. But I it, think that's one of the things I liked about it. it wasn't on Ryan Reynolds back. There was like uh, the, the whole video game element. I thought like my mind was just swirling afterwards thinking about like, um, you know, these deep concepts of what makes something a person like should virtual characters have rights, rights. and free will in, in all, all these things I was thinking about, like it, it, it I thought it, it kind of, didn't go as deep into that as I, I would have liked, but it touched on the concepts enough that it got me thinking about it. And I, I found it really intriguing. Yeah. Like like Adam Project, where it's like it's touching on the concept of time travel, but it's not really going into it. <laughs> so then but for yeah. people jumping into it, like maybe this is their first time travel movie, you know, and now they're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And like imagine like families watching this together. And then this kid's like, dad like i really love this time travel movie and the dad's like you're gonna love back to the future son like maybe this is like their gateway into i'm glad you said that tice because i had a realization between my first viewing and my second viewing Mm -hmm. it's a family movie it's a family movie this is a family movie this movie isn't for me that's fine this Mm -hmm. movie's not for me Maybe if I was, you know, if I had kids and I was at home watching my kids, I'd be like, you know, be like after my dad watched the family movie as a kid, I'd be like, that was cute. Yeah, maybe I, I'd feel differently about it. Um, but I'm, I'm not in that place. But that's why I'm, I'm not like, I'm not going to tell people like, stay away from this movie. It'd be <laughs> like, I hated it. I felt like it was watchable, but underwhelming. I felt like mm-hmm. the cast was great and they probably made it a better movie than it would have been otherwise. But there just wasn't enough in it that was that really popped out to me. Like, you know, the time the, the time travel element. I mentioned Arrival Interstellar earlier. Again, not time travel movies, but there's uh, you know, temporal paradox element to, to each of those. And they both use that to incredibly powerfully emotional extent. And this movie didn't really do that i didn't think i know mm-hmm. i know the bar scene but again i was like so hung well, up on it being yeah, so contrived. not just the bar scene <laughs> well, not just the bar scene yeah there was there was more to it i, I didn't feel any of it mm-hmm. i didn't feel any of it that's you know, that's fine that's just that's what it was for me yeah. clearly this is a movie that people enjoy based on the ratings and such and the rotten tomato scores and all that so not taking anything away from that i just mm-hmm. you know it wasn't my favorite I'm not yeah. going to be recommending this movie to anyone. <laughs> if I knew, like, if I knew families, I might be like, hey, saw a pretty good family flick. You guys might enjoy it. You might enjoy watching it with your 12 year old daughter or son. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to try and change your mind real quick then. So, okay. Bar scene contrived. I get it. Sure. Time travel thing. Yeah. They didn't get in the nitty gritty of it. It was easy for them to kind of explain away, like, I like when young Adam is asking, you know, older Adam when he's like, wait a second, like you being back here, like, won't that fuck up like my life? Like, don't you remember coming back here and meeting me? Like, shouldn't you remember you meeting you? And Ryan's like, no, because I haven't gone back to the future yet. So (laughs) like that timeline hasn't been set. And then we never get to like see that because they just erase time travel altogether. So I feel like that was like an like a like a cop out. Like they're just like, that we don't have to explain time travel because we're just going to get rid of the concept anyway. So you can do but whatever like the fuck. In a Terminator, Terminator 2, which is like one of the best movies ever made, time travel is not explained at all. Like at all. I don't think they mention anything about the science or anything about it. It's just like Terminator came back from the future. Mm. That doesn't matter. I don't think in like Back to the Future, I don't think they really explained it. It was just like you have to go oh, 85 miles per hour or whatever it is. Well, no, I and mean, then- they, they talk about the consequences of changing time uh, more like in Back to the Future. I mean, we saw the consequences. Yeah. Like, yeah, there the- are no consequences whatsoever in. I mean, none of that made any sense in this movie. Like there yeah. were zero consequences. Right. Yeah. Like the fact that like one of the biggest things is like, OK, so they got rid of time travel, right? Like the kids their dad is the reason why time travel exists right 
So they get rid. So he made his fortune. I mean, he dies, but like his family makes the fortune out of the time travel thing. How else would they afford that goddamn gorgeous cabin? But then if they got rid of time travel, that means the guy never became like success- successful. So then like, how is it that he lived in that cabin? Because he's like a fancy scientist. But after he he's dies, like a professor. He, yeah. But then like after he dies, he wouldn't be like making that money. So it's like, is the college just paying for Jennifer Gardner now to live in that house? <laughs> I was just confused as to how they still had that cabin. <laughs> like, I feel like once they got rid of time travel and the dad's still dead, like we shouldn't have that house anymore. <laughs> they, I mean, the shots for on, outside that cabin was like, couldn't have been more in the middle of nowhere. So to me, that's just like, they just have this cabin in the middle of nowhere it's probably been paid off for like a century. Yeah. I don't know. The house thing didn't make sense to me. But anyhow, I think aside from the exchange between Ryan Reynolds and Jennifer Gardner, a powerful scene for me that hit me kind of hard. And I'm and I'm so glad that they touched upon it because um, it's something it's 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 like a concept that I go through a lot. Um, how do I explain this? OK, so what happened in the scene Ryan Reynolds is upset at his dead father and young Adam is like, you can't be mad at him. And he's just like, no, because like dad was never there and blah, 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 blah. Like he just, you know, he bought this like stupid uh, catch thing so that he wouldn't have to play fucking baseball with me anymore. Like dad liked science more than he loved his own son. And then young Adam's like, no, you're just angry because he died. And two, I asked him or we asked him to buy that catch thing. And even though every day, like after school, I would be using the catch thing, like dad would still come outside and like hang out with us. And so I'm glad that they played with that part. That This is why like it becomes a family movie. But I think it also becomes like just a movie about like self-esteem and yourself and how you talk to yourself, how you view yourself. But this scene, it, it, uh, specifically for me was how how we remember our childhood, right? Like we see that Ryan Reynolds, older Ryan, like older Adam is misremembering his childhood to fit his narrative, this narrative that he has been telling himself for years. And suddenly his younger self is like, no, man, like you got that all wrong. Like, trust me, because I remember because this just happened to me like a year ago, like for you, it's been, you know, 35 years or whatever. Like this just happened to me like a year. Like, so I thought that that was incredibly powerful. If you think about it in a sense of like all that trauma that you have as a child, all that, you know, like maybe like your mom, like pissed you off one time when you were a kid and you'll never forget like the day that they like pissed you off. But think back to like, think about how that situation might actually look if you could travel back as an adult, like with your adult mind and understanding and being able to view that time and be like, oh, my God, like, yeah, mom yelled at me, but I I did put my hand in the, the fucking fire. Like, <laughs> I definitely deserve to be yelled at. Like, it's it's things like that that I wish that I could travel back and like be able to view from like a different lens. And I just I loved that they incorporated that in this movie because then it also played into the fact that older Adam is the way he is because of this like upbringing and the fact that you know he didn't grieve correctly or you know if there is or isn't a correct way to grieve but like he didn't properly he didn't you know grieve his his father's passing and he was bullied in school you know and he even tells young adam that he's like you want to know like what your life's going to be like like you're going to be bullied you're never going to be able to like speak your mind you're going to end up going to the academy and you're just going to always have like anger inside you and i think this movie yes it was about time travel yes it's action-packed but that family like aspect of it and also Adam being able it was almost like therapy for him because he got to like meet his dad and hear what he needed to hear from his dad right his dad's like I've always loved you I've always been proud of you I'm so proud to see the way that you turned out you know even though he's not going to be there for him seeing himself as a younger kid and reminding himself of like who he used to be. He doesn't have to be this like angry person. Like he could be like this fun kid like he used to be. So I think if you focus on that aspect of the movie and like 
I feel like the everything else is fluff. The the yeah, all of the 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 fighting and the action is like that was just that was fluff. The main focus of the movie is this character development of Ryan Reynolds starting off as like an angry person and at the end finally getting the closure that he needed. I just thought it was a beautiful story and I like the way that it was told. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Speaking of Easter eggs, <laughs> I know we weren't, but I'm going to bring them back up because so the, the, the um, Pine Ridge was a nod off to, to back to the future, but also there is like one moment where young Adam calls him like, what are you like Biff? I love that. That was awesome. <laughs> You mentioned Terminator earlier. I didn't catch this in the movie when the, I think it's young Adam that asked, like, is 2020 like is is the future that bad? Or maybe no, maybe it's Mark Ruffalo that asks. And then like older Adam is like 2050, but like on a good day or something like that. And I guess that line is from Terminated or, or Terminator related. He's like, like picture today, like that's 2050 on didn't a good he, he day. He referenced Terminator in that line, didn't he? Didn't he say something like, have you seen Terminator? It's like that on its best day. Oh, he actually says Terminator. <laughs> I think he says Terminator. I don't think it's like a, he just says it. Uh, well, I guess I missed that part. So Levy admitted that, you know, this movie was inspired by his love for Back to the Future, Star Wars, the Goonies. And so they're, the Star Wars Easter eggs were obviously the lightsaber stuff, which I don't know if you remember from Free Guy, he also had a lightsaber. It was named Dude. <laughs> so this is like the second time we get to see Ryan Reynolds with a lightsaber-ish. But also, uh, do you remember the the chase scene where they're like, it's Ryan Reynolds' wife, kids in the back, and they're in the, what are they, like in a Jeep? <laughs> and they're flying through, not flying, like they're just going really fast. Um through a forest and then like a spaceship is like following them Mm -hmm. and then like two guys in like spaceship scooters like come out and start like chasing them that was like straight up from return of the jedi (laughs) because then like i said like hoverboards but yeah yeah yeah, i like spaceship scooters (laughs) (laughs) it's like the walmart brand of hoverboards spaceship yeah it's like oh i want a hoverboard on a spaceship scooter (laughs) Oh, well, um, so that was like straight out of Return of the Jedi, where he like they used the forest to like try and get rid of the spaceship yeah, scooters. That scene was very similar. <laughs> but also, I remember that scene like Jared and I are like staring at each other. We're like, how are they driving through? Like, it's so convenient that this forest has like enough space yeah. for this ginormous fucking SUV no to chance. like plummet through. Yeah. So I kept telling Jared, I was like, maybe it's the Pacific Northwest. The trees are like. <laughs> spaced differently for our listeners in the pacific northwest can you please send us an email uh with some pictures of your forest so that (laughs) we could put this to bed finally do you have more trunk space (laughs) than we do i feel like our forests are so like dense and like you could barely walk through like trees and then like in some movies where they're like in the fucking seattle they're like driving cars through a forest and like they don't seem to hit like any branches like nah, forks dude. washington yeah exactly Thank um you. i don't know if this is true <laughs> i'm about to talk about something i know nothing about but i think there's a lot more like, when undergrowth happens. in in usual forests but in some like in the pacific northwest they, they the trees like kill all of the uh potential undergrowth they just like suck up all the nutrients and make it impossible yeah. for anything else to else to grow. Mm. I think that that's not unique to like Pacific Northwest forest. I think mm. there are some forests that are like that where the trees just like, you know, dominate. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, please let us know what your trees look like. <laughs> just start sending. You know what? Take pictures of trees, post it on Instagram and then just tag us in it. Just yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. Tag us or just hashtag worth watching once. Like we'll be looking. We'll be checking. More Easter eggs, uh, superhero landing, Deadpool reference, and also Deadpool references because everything else. So it's like super meta. Uh, another Deadpool Easter egg and also Marvel Easter egg at the end of the movie uh, when they're playing catch and they go over to the baseball bin. When they're about to open the bin, there's a Deadpool sticker and a Hulk sticker. 
<laughs> and then like also Ryan Reynolds is like telling the kid like multiverse like you watch too many Marvel movies so like I thought that was cute like having all those like little references and funny because I like the movie I'm not Brady okay so we need to talk about this though because the internet won't stop talking about this and this is my one thing that I am uncomfortably upset with from this movie was the whole deep fake de-aging CGI bullshit you have no say in that (laughs) I thought you'd I, jump in. I, no, I, I've well, I've noticed like that's a thing online, and my thought was like, ah, eh, I was surprised people were freaking out about it. It just, it was like Uncanny Valley, and I just don't like. Yeah, to- it was borderline Uncanny Valley. It definitely threw me for a loop a little bit, but I didn't think it was. It didn't throw me that much. I guess it's like for me, it was this movie is about like future tech, and then like we go and we flex how we're not there yet <laughs> with our technology. I, I didn't think it was that bad. I really oh, didn't. Man. I, I, I didn't think, think I would have been. I didn't think it captured like Catherine Keener's um, like being John Malkovich essence. Like that's what they were going no, for. It, like 90s Catherine Keener and like right. that didn't really work. And like, I don't know, it, it wasn't was the perfect. Fact that, like her lines weren't even worse. matching her face. Yeah. Like the mechanics were kind of wrong. Like you, you couldn't read any of her, like, her expressions. There's um the scenes where they're like together. It's like when the whole laboratory is like being blown up and they're like crouching together. It's so weird. Like she, she doesn't look like the younger fake one doesn't look like she even knows like what's going on. Like everyone's like scared. They're like, oh, my God, look at this machine like about to blow up. And then you look at her face and it's just like the same. And then suddenly it glitches and she's like, oh, I'm scared. <laughs> like it just it didn't match up. I just I don't know. I, I feel I like I thought it fit perfectly in with the movie. Right. Because you didn't like the movie. I like the movie. And this is the one thing I didn't like. I think I would have been happier with a younger actress. And then maybe that could have played into more of like the mystery of who the bad guy is. But then also like this movie is not a- who the bad guy was. <laughs> there was absolutely no mystery. But there like, was lines in the movie. are like, oh, Catherine Keener is a bad guy. And like the first time she shows up on screen, she's like this like black cape wearing overlord. Right. Who's like, I'm the bad guy. So we get that she's the bad guy, but we didn't know that she was their dad's like business partner. Like we didn't know that aspect of it. So I feel like if they did like the full like go back in time and then they meet with dad and then dad is with a woman and this woman's like, I'll definitely help you guys out because I'm innocent. And then suddenly like she walks through a door and then her older self is standing there and she's like, good, my younger self, like you're doing it exactly as we planned. <laughs> like that would have been a bigger reveal. Sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's fine, too. I, it all works. Uh, how much did you? Well, I guess I shouldn't be asking you this. No, ask. Ask away. So you didn't like the movie. I was going to say, how much did you love Mark Ruffalo, like scolding Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> I thought their chemistry together was so like, I, I don't think I bought that he was his dad because like Mark Ruffalo to me, like will always be like just young, <laughs> like not old enough to have a Ryan Reynolds as a son. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. Um, by the end of the movie, like it, it sold me more like they're their conversation together but i just i love when they're like outside of the school and like ryan Reynolds is like so we got to do this thing and mark ruffles like no like you're an idiot <laughs> like who the fuck told you that like what do you i don't know i just i liked the way because it, it made you feel like maybe that's where ryan reynolds or adam gets like his sarcasm and like humor from like i felt like mark ruffalo was kind of channeling a bit of that as well and i really liked that you didn't you feel that way about his performance also anytime i write ruffalo on my phone it changes it to buffalo so i have mark buffalo all over my notes <laughs> <laughs> i like that um uh, all, all the performances were fine i'm not gonna hate on anybody's performance the mm-hmm. how i felt about the movie was like not because of anyone that was in it I, again i've talked ad nauseum about how i feel about ryan reynolds that definitely contributed <laughs> and so yeah. if mark Ren- or if, uh, ruffalo was channeling his inner ryan reynolds like oh great let's add a third ryan reynolds (laughs) this equation like okay let's chill out um but there was like there um 
one piece of dialogue, they're walking through the, the structure, you know, there's a time crunch. I have to save the day. And Ryan Reynolds makes some kind of joke like, oh, is that your penis? And I was like, who who says that? Like, what a stupid line. Like, who's going to say that to their their father during these dire circumstances? <laughs> I was like, that's just one of those things I was thrown in there to, like, get a laugh out mm-hmm. of the 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 family movie, you know, 12 year old crowd. Right. Again, which is fine. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this movie wasn't for me. Which mm-hmm. is which is absolutely fine, and yeah. I appreciate that there are people out there like it. But like, it wasn't for me, and I think there's other people who are like in the movies that I'm into who might not enjoy it either. That's all. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that brings us to our sponsor. This episode was sponsored by Brady's Hate for the Movie. In a world where your feelings about a movie are so negative, stay away from this movie. It made no sense. This is a hot take, I think. I was like, this is so dumb. Underwhelming. Feelings not just about the movie, but for the actors as well. I'm a Ryan Reynolds fan, but am I? I'm kind of over it. He is just like so manicured. Even when he's played by a young child actor who's just doing his best. I don't know what 12 year old, like 10 to 12. No, that's going to make people sad. Like he was made to play Ryan Reynolds per se, but unfortunately it made no sense. You know, it wasn't my favorite. Definitely threw me for a loop. Those hateful feelings grew large enough to spontaneously generate a podcast ad. Not hate. No, 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 no hate. No hate. How I felt about the movie was, oh, is that your penis? This spring. I'm the bad guy. One man's hatred will change how you view Ryan Reynolds movies forever. Do something else. Uh, That sounds like how the movie was written. It made no sense, like, at all. And it just, like, drove me nuts. Every character he plays, it's like, eh. This episode of Worth Watching Once is brought to you by Brady's Hatred. I did not like this movie. Like, I hated it. So make sure to check out Netflix original film, The Atta Project. Tell him Brady sent you. Finally. Yes. <laughs> Finally happened. Also, you know, something else. Like, when did Catherine Keener's character become evil? Oh, I'm glad you asked. So from what I understood, I don't know why I put that voice on, but. Oh, explain this to me. I'm going to. Con- this is my explanation voice. <laughs> it's like Siri meets anal retentive. Oh, boy. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Mark Buffalo. <laughs> Mark Buffalo. Actually, the, the retain thing, though, I accidentally said that to my coworker, and I was like, that's the greatest pun I accidentally made. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> oh, anyways. Yeah. So her character, um, Sorian, right? I guess what happens is once Buffalo <laughs> gets in a car accident, the government essentially takes all of the time travel stuff away from her, even though she's the one that had been, uh, uh, what's the word? Contributing money, <laughs> donating. Uh, Funding. There it is. <laughs> so We're there are so people who game. have money and resources. <laughs> and- <laughs> yes. <laughs> so she, you know, got angry. Because she dished out all this fucking money. The government like took all her fucking shit. Time travel is created. And somehow she's still sort of involved. Uh, and like sneakily travels to 2018 and warns her younger self. Okay. That and makes then sense. that's how that time uh, universe thing gets altered. Right. And then wife ends up finding out that there was like a weird altered Thing in the logs so she travels to 2018 to see what the fuck was up and then Sorian's like I'm gonna keep you there because I don't want you to come back with your knowledge of what I did right right and that's how all this gets started makes sense yeah the only thing that makes <laughs> no, I'm just kidding I'm kidding <laughs> I, I just the young Ryan Reynolds Walker I mean I am so excited to see him in other movies 
because I, I kind of hope that he continues being like a snarky kid. He doesn't no. have to. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't. He's going to start being Ryan Reynolds in every well, movie. I don't want him to be Ryan Reynolds, but I just I love snarky kids like little shits that you just like want to punch. They just have like a huge mouth. They just say like adult shit, even though they shouldn't even know about that stuff yet. I love those characters. In 20 years. <laughs> I'm going to be like and Walker Scobell. He's always just Walker <laughs> Scobell every movie. Like, hey, can you play this character? But as Walker Scobell. <laughs> oh, Walker, if you're listening, please be on our show. <laughs> Prove Brady wrong that you can be a more dynamic actor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he did an awesome, awesome job. This is his first movie. He did yeah. amazing. He did amazing. He's clearly very talented. Yeah, he's been acting um, since so, he was very young. Some some rage oh he's been doing like stage productions and such mm-hmm. he had nothing yeah. on imdb other yeah than no I, but apparently yeah he was like he had gone to like classes and and, and whatnot so oh, he he's yeah. always wanted to be an actor so it's like it's i think this like opportunity was great for him dream come true yeah oh my god can you imagine all his little friends too or all just like dude like ryan reynolds is your friend and he's like yeah fucking suck my balls i don't know that was kind of cartman <laughs> god that's how kids talk to each other right they're always just like suck this and fuck that and this is where we start to wrap it up (laughs) right kids wrap it up all right no love without the glove that's good advice (laughs) well i'm sad that i couldn't convince you that this is a great movie (laughs) there's not there's nothing to convince right well question to you brady if you went back to 12 year old self what's some advice what's some advice you could give your 12 year old self right now if he's listening oh i i would provide the super bowl and world series winners for the next 15 years (laughs) 20 years rather um i'd say invest in google facebook amazon you'd be like what's facebook i'd be like don't worry about it netflix um yeah it'd be a lot of gambling and <laughs> stock market advice <laughs> apparently i was like hoping for you to be like don't worry those zits will go away or like no you don't look stupid with those glasses like things like that <laughs> and you're just like invest in everything like <laughs> I, di- I didn't wear glasses then um but no, i just that was an example <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know i those aren't things I worry about now. So, you know, I got through it and mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to mess with the past too much. Minus, minus giving myself. <laughs> wow. There are certain aspects of the past I wouldn't want to mess wow. with too much. Oh, um, my God. but you know, being uh, financially set up to, uh, for philanthropy and and comfort <laughs> would be fantastic. So you're a Saurian is what we're saying. No, what? I'm not trying to kill anybody. <laughs> well, I'm trying to trap people in the past. <laughs> well, what to if murder children? What if I found out that you did all this and then I went to the past to try and change it? Would you trap me in the would you kill me? <laughs> if you found out that I was doing like all kinds of evil, evil stuff. I would yeah. let you rectify it without evil doing stuff anything. like telling your young self to <laughs> all these trade secrets of the future. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, kids, Super Bowl 51. The Pats are going to be down 28 to three. That's when you hammer that live money line. You're like, kid, don't buy the last pass of Brady. He's not going to retire. <laughs> don't listen to that man. You're like, hey, in March 2022, <laughs> Thais is going to want to watch The Adam Project. Dune. <laughs> yeah, in December of 2020, she's going to ask you to do this podcast. Say no. <laughs> I know you're going to be incredibly, incredibly wealthy. Maybe the richest person on man, but... I'll do the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Well, listeners, let us know in, you know, some comments, emails. We want to hear from you guys. You know, tell us what you would tell your 12 year old selves. I would love to hear that. Tell us if you like the movie. Tell us if you're a Ryan Reynolds fan. Tell us your first memory. <laughs> Just <of> ever. <laughs> 
unrelated to anything. What's the. <laughs> the People are going to start emailing us their first <laughs> memories. <laughs> what? I would love it if somebody did with like no context, like not even a subject line. And then the evil just reads like my doll falling on the floor. <laughs> and like, that's it. <laughs> I'm sure that's somebody's first memory. You know, there are maybe three <laughs> pieces of advice I would, I would actually tell my 12 year old self. What? No, we already wrapped up. You can't. Just real quick. All right. How about you go back in time and tell yourself to tell this instead of the other thing when I ask you? <laughs> Always be kind. Mm. And rewind. Don't be judgmental. Brady. Don't take anything personally. Aw. Bet on the Pats live money line <laughs> Super Bowl 51. When it down to an- <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Worth Watching Once. For more movie reviews, follow us on Instagram at Worth Watching Once or on Twitter at WW1Pod. And be sure to check us out at WorthWatchingOnce.com where you can view all our episodes plus some bonus materials. If you have any suggestions on what to watch next, email us at worthwatchingonespod at gmail.com or reach out to any of our social media profiles. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you listen to stay up to date on our new episodes. We release every other Friday. And make sure to show us some love by rating and reviewing our show as it helps us get noticed. Thanks again, and until next time. Peace.